G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And today we're catching up with Pastor Glenn Blakeney. He uh, was based in Perth in Australia for a while, now based in the US. We're going to hear a bit of his story today. Welcome along, uh, Glenn. Tell us a bit of your story, mate. Where were you born and raised? Oh, well, thank you, Pastor Matt. An honor to be here with you. I probably can tell by my accent that I was not born in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually born in Toronto, Canada. Okay. And uh, grew up there. Uh, just an amazing place to live, mm-hmm. so very blessed to to be from Canada. And did you have like a religious upbringing at all? Well, um, when I was about probably about eight years of age, my mom came into the experience of being born again and okay. filled with the Spirit during what was called the charismatic renewal. And so that began to obviously impact me at that young age, and so it was just an amazing opportunity. But yeah, before that, um, no, nothing in our home really. I mean, nominal Presbyterian was my mom's yeah. background, but yeah, just from Scotland. <laughs> and I understand that you had uh, a an experience at a Catherine Kuhlman event. Now, she's a well-known evangelist from back in those days. Yeah. You, you got healed at one of her events. Tell us about that. Right. So yeah, shortly after my mom was saved, Um, You know, she would take me to all these various events where people were ministering, and Catherine Kuhlman certainly was uh, definitely uh, an incredible woman of God. So we went to one of her events. Actually, I think I was at three in total, but the first time I went, um, had issues with breathing, asthma, allergies, and uh, yeah, just prayer time, and I was healed. It just disappeared. Wow. Yeah. It was was powerful. Went away, and no issues since. Fantastic. And tell us a bit about your, your younger years. Like, Did you stray from the faith as a teenager? Like, Did you do the prodigal son thing or did you stay on track? Right. Well, unfortunately, I did stray and um, I ended up you know, getting caught up in the world for probably up until I was about 19 years of age. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, at 19, that's when I really came to the Lord mm-hmm. um, full on, just surrendered my life, just began to really grow and and um, from that point on, I've not, I've never looked back. So okay. it's been amazing. And tell us a bit about your early years uh, as a believer. Then you know, at the age of nineteen, you had that encounter. Did you, did you go straight to Bible college? Or, you know, how did you get into ministry after that? Sure. Yeah. No, I did not go straight to Bible college. I spent about two years of working, and I worked in a factory, and just really was very committed to the Lord and and uh, going to church, praying, reading the Word really just had amazing times personally with the Lord, but also at the church we were part of. And yeah, after probably about, yeah, I would say it was, I, was, I think I was 22 when I went to Bible college. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, learned a lot in terms of the theological foundations and and that were instilled in me at that time. And from that point on, I, I just stepped out into ministry and and yeah, it's changed a lot throughout the years. Mm. Uh, but in my early days, I was uh, involved in youth ministry at a church, kind of a country church, um, not too far from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, from there, I ended up going into a senior pastorate and, you know, pastored um, a few times and actually ended up uh, starting an itinerant ministry. I've traveled to many nations and done crusades and, you know, conferences and seen God do a lot of miracles. Those early years of seeing the miracles, Catherine Kuhlman and others, Mm -hmm. just really impacted me, stayed with me. And from that point to now, you know, as um, actually we we lived in Australia for about four years and pastored a church in Perth. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a great experience, really enjoyed that. And now we are doing full-time itinerant again, but it's more of, um, you know, more apostolic in the sense that we work with leaders. We still continue to to minister uh, the way we've always done, but yeah, working more with leaders as well in this season. So it's awesome, mate. Yeah. And if people want to find out more, I know that you've got a few different websites. There's awakenations.org, kingdomcommunity.tv, and kingdomcommunity.global. Right. Let's let's go through those. So Awake Nations is like the the parent organization. Tell us about uh, what that ministry is about. Sure. Yeah. So my journey in terms of ministry evolved into recognizing that I probably wasn't really just called to pastor. I mean, we love people, enjoyed pastoring, but realized there was a big kind of picture calling, like we've always our own nations, we've got to reach the nations. And so out of that time of just seeking the Lord, it just came to me, Awake Nations, and bringing awakening, revival, reformation to the church as well. And so that's that's what Awake Nations is all about. And so we do conferences, leadership training, miracle Crusades and other nations, mm-hmm. um, you know, just imparting uh, the spirit of revival and uh, that type of thing. So that's the main organization. It's been around since 2006, I believe. And then out of that, during COVID, interestingly, we, we started um, the network, which is a ministerial and marketplace network. We do online training and equipping, bring a lot of people together from all over the globe. Um, we do credential ministers and offer, you know, just relational connection and covering that type of thing. And uh, yeah, we've got people from all over, and so that's what KingdomCommunity.global really is about. And then KingdomCommunity.tv also birthed during COVID nineteen. Um, just started doing a lot of online stuff, like most of us. And uh, ended up thinking, wow, we could really impact the nations through an online television network. So streaming television, you know, we're on Amazon, Fire TV, Android TV, uh, Apple TV, um, Roku, which is more prevalent in America, but is just recently launched in Australia. Um, LG, Samsung coming soon, mobile apps, and it's all just different people from around the world are Theme is on the gospel of the kingdom, Matthew twenty four fourteen. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So we're all about the kingdom, collaborating. Um, our programs are now in various languages and more languages coming soon. So really focusing on reaching the nations with the gospel of the kingdom and discipling believers and developing leaders as well. And so it's a it's a great thing. That's kingdomcommunity.tv. You can download the apps and watch. And we're just about to go to another level, mm-hmm. all new apps, new platform. It's going to be like Netflix, and um, it's going to be incredible. And so we're always looking for people who would like to be part of that as well to get the message of the gospel out to uh, the nations as well. 
So. Well, it's such an opportunity um, with the digital world these days to, to reach people with the good news. And uh, I've been so blessed to be able to uh, check out uh, your uh, you know your streaming platform and all these different uh, uh, preachers you have on there. It's wonderful to see the doors that are opening for you. Um, let's just backtrack a little bit. Uh, I, I remember hearing you preach a while back and you, you shared the story of uh, when you were preaching and a whole bunch of Mormons came to Christ. Yeah. I love hearing stories like that. Uh, do you want to just share that with us about uh, those those missionaries that uh, came knocking on your door? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so so that was um, yeah. I was I was quite a bit younger and uh, very zealous for the Lord. As I said, in my early days, it was, and I still am. Like I don't want to say, well, I'm no longer <laughs> I no longer pray, but I was really committed to prayer, and that really did so much, you know, to me in terms of recognizing the power that is available to us Yeah, um, when we really walk closely with the Lord and, and just studied particularly the gospel of Luke and how Jesus ministered in the power of the Holy Spirit as the Son of Man. But the key is, you know, the emphasis is on prayer throughout that gospel. And so, yeah, I just started really praying and we started to see some amazing things happen in the church. I mean, incredible miracles were happening the presence of God was so thick, um, you know, it, and people started coming from all over. It was in a small rural community in Canada. And then what happened was we started to see some people come from the local Mormon, um, I'm not sure what you call it, church or whatever it is. And they came, they came and encountered the Lord yeah. and were filled with the Holy Spirit, wow. saved, obviously. And then from that point on, um yeah, more and more started to come, and then we had these Mormon uh, missionaries or elders came, and they ended up um, trying to convert me. Yes, and and so yeah, <laughs> so they wanted to meet with me, and we did, and I, I prepared myself prayerfully as well as uh, studying, getting to understand, you know, how to minister to them, and ended up that <clears throat> they came in. I shared some, they shared some things with me. I I responded. And um, yeah, it challenged them, and and one guy in particular, he was he started weeping in the presence of the Lord, and I prayed for him, and he just went out under the power of the Holy Spirit, and uh, yeah, there was like that whole Mormon uh, church in that area basically lost, uh, you know, if not everyone, close to everyone, mm. and they all came into the kingdom. So, <laughs> and yeah, the, and you know, it just goes to show you that people are hungry and yeah. they're searching. They may not know the truth. They're raised in a particular way, a set of doctrine or beliefs, whatever. But when they really encounter Jesus, and that's what it's all about, it's about him, yeah. not religion, it uh, brings transformation to their life. So, mm. yeah, this one elder was uh, radically touched by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and uh, it was amazing what it, took place. <laughs> yeah, and I love hearing stories like that of, uh, you know, your boldness to, to pray for people and uh See people have their lives transformed because really that's what the gospel does. It changes people's mm -hmm. lives, transforms people. And uh, I know that um, you've been out uh, traveling around Australia. You've preached in Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, yeah. uh, Sunshine Coast. Uh, you've been, you know, in Brisbane. We had you here at New Hope. You, you've done a lot of preaching around the place. And one thing that really stirred me up was you noticed the hunger mm -hmm. of people in Australia. Yeah. And uh, I know that in the U.S. Uh, there's been a lot of people falling away from church and a lot of churches are struggling to even meet face-to-face. -face. Uh, yeah. But you've noticed a hunger in Australia. just want to speak to that because I found that inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, quite surprised. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we did live here in, in Perth in Western Australia and we haven't been in Australia for almost four years. 
And so when we came back this time, I noticed right away there's a big difference. And uh, there's just a hunger. People where we've been going and ministering, just really open to the Lord, seeking the Lord, willing to pray, wanting to see the power of the Holy Spirit uh, manifest and be demonstrated in their lives. And I've just been blown away by the openness, mm. the receptivity, and the hunger. You know, so we've we've not had anywhere where we've gone and it's kind of been flat like uh, people just you know it says that Jesus went to Nazareth and he was not able to do any mighty works there and so because of their um, unbelief and so on and so we've not seen that mm. you know, we've seen the opposite where people are so hungry and praying and and just being touched by the Holy Spirit so I, something's definitely happening in Australia I believe and we're moving away from um, let me just put it this way kind of the I, Church is God's idea. We love church. The gathering is God's idea. The scripture is very clear not to forsake the assembling together of ourselves. But there's just a sense in which people are just like, let's let's get back to really knowing Jesus and, yeah. and the Holy Spirit. So yeah. yeah, so something fresh is happening. I really believe, and I'm excited for uh, for Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been so good to hear a little bit of your story today. You know, there might be people listening that are thinking, you know. I'm interested in how this guy has a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, um, you were, you said, you know, you had that encounter with God when you were eight and then also when you were 19. You know, there might be people that, are, that don't really know what is the gospel and don't know how to respond to it. Yeah. Would you share with anyone listening, what is the gospel and how do they respond? Yeah. So, you know, Jesus said this. He said, well, we know in John 3.16, it's so familiar, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life. Well, then in John 17, verse 3, Jesus said this, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. So I've just jokingly say eternal life or everlasting life isn't pie in the sky in the sweet by and by. It's an experience now where we know the Lord. We know the Father. We know the Son. Obviously, we know the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, I believe, talks about the communion, the koinonia of the Spirit. So we have this relationship. And, you know, even the word know in Greek is gnosko, which talks about knowing personally, experientially. And it's used of the most intimate type of relationship that a man can have with a woman. And, and so this relationship is that. God says, I want to know you personally. I love you. I want to have a relationship with you. And so the good news is that Jesus came to bring us back to that relationship, to to deal with sin that separates us from God, to forgive us, cleanse us, and then restore us to relationship with the Father. And of course, we do have eternal life. We're with the Lord forever in eternity. But the good news is it begins now. Mm. It's not just, well, when I die. No, it begins now or when Jesus returns. Mm. No, the moment you're born of the Spirit of God, right, then you experience this life. John three thirty six is very clear. He who has the Son has eternal life. So the moment you have the Son, you have eternal life. And so believing that, that you have sinned, the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of sin because they believe not, Jesus said. So the only thing that separates us from the Father is the sin of unbelief. We believe not. You know, no matter what we've done, we can be forgiven. But we just say, yes, I believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way of salvation, not my good works, 
not um, being religious or anything else, but just coming and believing that his blood was shed for me. So I receive that by just calling on his name. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and we're saved and we just receive him as an act of faith and it changes our life. And and I love the fact that Jesus, well, as Peter said in Acts 2.38, you know, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. So that repentance is changing our mind, believing the truth, obviously includes turning from sin and, and walking in righteousness as well. But the, being baptized is very important. <clears throat> Not saying that you know you—that's salvation. I'm saying salvation comes through that relationship with Jesus, and then the fullness of the Holy Spirit is so important. Then the Lord wants to heal us, save us, deliver us, fill us with the Holy Spirit, and restore us to relationship with the Father. And to me, that's the the good news of the gospel of His kingdom, bringing Amen. us into His kingdom where we're blessed, provided for and we have eternal life. Well, thank you so much, Glenn, for sharing the good news. And if people do want to respond, maybe you'd like to get some prayer, you can call and talk to our prayer team on 1-800-772-936. That's 1-800-772-936. Or contact us through the website vision.org.au forward slash prayer. Thanks so much, mate. God bless. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.